Cappy. It's called Present. And I thought that I would open uh, the show with that uh, because we're going to talk about people that are um, victims right now. I mean, victims may not be the right word that I like to say. Are you victim or are you survivor? I don't know what I was watching recently. There's something like 
they asked, you know, do you want to be called a victim or do you want to call, be called a survivor? Uh, in, in the things that have been happening, the things that are associated with uh, movements that I really can't mention the name on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I haven't been here for a while. Uh, so I, it's been, I think, well, first of all, I, I moved. This is my new, my new room right now. I'll probably maybe live stream at different parts of my apartment, but I, um, I hung these lights tonight just to kind of give a little bit of, uh, a background. I don't have the green curtains anymore. And of course you can probably see my bed over here. Oops, there's the kitty. I'm sorry. Like I, I went like this, and the, the cat's like right there. So um, maybe you can see him right there in the background a little bit. There's a few reasons why I haven't been live streaming on YouTube. Uh, one is that I did get a couple of strikes. Um, one of them I was able to get removed. Um, the other one is still currently on my channel. Um, I feel like. Uh, there are people that are wanting to report my channel, so I'm wanting to be really careful about what I uh, discuss. But at the same time, I want to alert you of some things that have happened, as well as also show you where you can hear me talk about the things and say the things that I really want to say. One of those places is that I am on Rumble, and I'm going <clears> to <throat> pull that up here in, uh, in, in, in just a second. Uh, and I want to show you, uh, you know, what you might see on my channel uh, uh, that's different from here and kind of highlight it uh, without actually really uh, showing you what it is. I also recommend, and I know I'm probably being really nebulous right now, but I recommend that you follow me on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot going on with me on Twitter and a lot of the content and I, I what, the, what I would call the receipts, if you will, um, you can find on Twitter. I recommend um, watching this video right here. Okay, um, and it is about, and you can see what the title is right there, okay? Uh, and if you don't know what this is, we're gonna talk about it in, in here in a bit, just at least about this part. But uh, Cicada 3301 is a um, artificial reality game that started back in 2012. Uh, one of the controversial uh, videos that I did do, I was able to reverse the story. Hi, Vanessa. You like my lights? Thank you. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I should expand this bigger and make it more like this. Okay. Um, but... This is where you can follow me on Rumble and, uh, you know, eventually I will live stream there. I was just on um, Stephen Cambion's uh, live stream on Twitch. Twitch seems like a really cool platform, too. But this is, um, let me see. I don't like that there. Let me move this over here. Okay, that's better. Uh, this is uh, a show that I worked on over the, I call it the Christmas break. But uh, it's very interesting. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of evidence coming out that there's something wrong with what's going on here, okay? Uh, I know I'm being nebulous, but we're going to get to the point. So um, that, I just put the uh, that video in, in the chat here. I'll make sure that after this live stream, 
uh, you will be able to um, know where my Rumble channel is at. Um, in a way, I'm a little disappointed with YouTube lately. I mean, it's been a while. I'm, I'm kind of like lost my love affair. It's just so restrictive and you know, it's, it's like you, you can t see one thing on YouTube and then, you know, six years down the road, they, they brought in a new, uh, a new rule. And then all of a sudden you're being struck for things that you said six years ago. And, um, you know, it's just, you can't, you can't hardly do anything. And YouTube is more vulnerable to have people unfairly mark your channel if they don't want you to be talking about what you're talking about. Another thing I want to recommend to you, and, and, and I'm going to see if I can pull that up here too, is uh, before I get to the nugget of everything, I might be not be able to pull it up here, but because uh, it's going to like take a long time, is a series on Spotify. It's called American Psyop. P-S-Y-O-P. I might show you a clip of from that because there's some people on YouTube that have clips of the of of this particular show uh it's an interview of wes clark jr uh he his father ran for president uh you know he was uh so he was his, his father also worked for nato and he got caught up in a lot of psyops he was a, a also a, a script writer for hollywood you, you guys probably already know this you're probably already on the on the curb of it but he talks about how some of the movements that happen, like Occupy and Standing Rock and the 17th letter of the alphabet movement was uh, hijacked. Like they were taken over by, they were infiltrated by the same people um, every time. And one of the names that comes up is a woman named Lisa Clapier, who, um, now what's interesting about this is, uh, I actually was involved with Occupy Los Angeles. Uh, in, in, in so, like when I think about my own personal life, I, I realized that I might have crossed paths back then with some of the people that, or people that are associated to some of the people that I'm, I'm having issues with now. And um, when I was, you know, working in Occupy, I say it working. How I ended up at Occupy was. Um, I was doing a show called New Dissident Radio. I had a guest on my show that was uh, a filmmaker that was out there and very active in it. And she says, oh, well, you've got to come out. You know, there's these other people that have a tent. You should come out with us. And this is when we weren't able to live stream on our cell phones or, or like we're doing it right now. It was like you stream other types of services. But there was that crossover of, of how the Internet was playing into um, information that that people were following so uh or you know against the mainstream media and uh because i had a radio show uh, on a, online and because of the fact that i was you know i was tweeting and i was active on social media even back then that i i camped out for like 11 days off and on and i i worked in the media department there was and for for one thing it, it was where the electricity was <laughs> so it was a big plus but <clears throat> i met some people i got invited over into doing that and um i felt that it was infiltrated i i just felt it and there are some odd things and i don't want to go like talking about all of this but i was told at that particular time 
by somebody who was connected to people on the inside that I was put on a list that for some reason I was on a list and that I, you know, when I, if I were to go to any more meetings, this is after everything broke up, I should change my appearance and all this kind of stuff. And I think that was for me, that was the beginning, even before I you know, got involved any farther in this, when I, I felt that my life kind of changed. Like where you, I might have been traced, or I could have been gang stalked, or I was having these weird things happen, and you know, I just, I just felt like I was being either handled by people, um, or, 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 however, because I think the reason why this has happened to me personally is, and I know I get people say, oh, it, you know, you, you, you're, you're a failure, and you're this, and you're that, but I really have worked in the entertainment industry. Um, I do have connections. Um, I do have family things that I think probably make me vulnerable. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it like right now. I mean, I, I didn't find out until recently, but um, which I don't know why my family didn't tell me, but my great aunt was Dwight D. Eisenhower's cousin. Um, so I realized like this whole time in my life, I've somehow been connected to things in ways that I didn't really realize until I actually started to explore <laughs> these kind of topics. And, you know, then I got into the entertainment industry. So I, I don't, you know, now that, you know, we like Vanessa's here now that we have, you know, people like we know we know a matt spear we know what matt you know how matt spears was you know um involved and how you know certain people are involved in ways like for example west clark no i'm not a west clark jr but i listened to it twice so far and it i i just had to go through it twice because a lot of the names that he's saying for example sean stone all right Sean Stone's involvement in in the 17th letter of the alphabet is pretty extensive. And it's it's really shocking in a way to hear his relationship to Sean Stone and how all these things came about. Okay, so again, I'll probably do other shows about this and other commentary on, on the topic. It's important to me right now. Like it's it's important to me for me, I feel to understand what has been going on and to understand like how um we possibly have been that there's been a psyop on us, that that there has been things that have been done in terms of like the 17th letter of the alphabet that maybe we don't even understand how a, a game called Cicada, Cicada 3301 is related to it and how there are certain victims that have participated in that game. And the reason why I'm playing um, Isaac Cappy is because Isaac Cappy was caught up in this. You know, there were certain media platforms that he was on um, talking about the things that he did. He has associations to people that game jacked Sakita 3301. He was playing the game. Um, there, uh, Lisa Clapier, uh, who was involved in taking over some of these movements, according to um, Wesley Clark, um, that, you know, she's associated to, and I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to mention his name tonight. 
Um, but we're going to call, call him the, the polymathematician uh, music composer, all right? But this particular individual individual basically game-jacked the Cicada 3301 game. Now, I do want to mention, a couple, again, a couple things clear for people. Um, John saying, yes, Cappy is the perfect example of what not to do. I hope people learn from his story. It's sad. It is sad. And, you know, people argue, you know, did he kill himself or did or was he murdered? Either way, either way, these people participate in helping somebody kill themselves psychologically or within the gang stalking. Uh, you know, they are they are emotionally and, and mentally destroying people's lives. And either that or making them believe something's true or whatever. So there's a real fallout to this. And, and the bigger fallout is that how it's played out in American politics, how it happened, how January 6th happened, how. um well, I mean, okay, so January 6th, you know, just, in, and also it's not just the United States, it's also global, because we had Australia believe in it, we had England believe in it, you know, it was a worldwide event that affected us. Do I think that some of the things that they talk about are true within what which went underneath that particular banner, or let's call it this, because I'm going to play you a few videos here of more people who are like experts talking about this. And they like, they said, no, don't call it a conspiracy. Don't call it, you know, it's, it, you know, it, a cult even it's a psyop. It was something to, to cause us to do something. And, and quite possibly, you know, it looks like it has, People that are that do not have America's best interest, that do not have this democracy's best interest. That's all. I, that's all I'm going to say about it. And uh, I think it's interesting that it is crossed over between, you know, Oliver Stone's son between Hollywood, and you know, let's talk about Mr. Eyebrows too. Like, there's a definite connection between psychological warfare and that little circle of what's going on there. And by the way, because Vanessa's here, I just also want to make a mention that one of like Max Spears' last posts was about this. Was not about this, but it was about Sean Stone and all and Oliver Stone and the and the and the Mr. Eyebrow connection, the Mr. the Aquino connection to everything. And okay, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking, I, I hate to say his name because <sighs> Yes, that is the person that is that Schenenberger. Yes, that is that is who I am talking about. And I got caught up with them. I, I they, they got to me, too. And oh, my glasses just broke. I got another pair. Um, they 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 caught up to me. They they um, they kind of set me up, I believe, with that one video that I did here. And uh, there's been stuff that's going that's been had been going on with Jesse Davis from Just Me Too, and then Pavana as well. 
And, uh, you know, I realized like who, who's who in the zoo here, like what's really going on, like who's really the victim. And it's, it's not, it's not that I'm just a musician. Oh, all I do is I'm just a musician. I don't buy that for one second. N neither should anybody. I mean, like, you know, so, um, that whole group has been doing this to people for a long time, I'm finding out. And I also want to correct some of the things that I did wrong. There are mistakes that I have made that I should have looked deeper into something. Um, one of the little tricks that they do when you get caught up in this uh, is that they make it like they act like Mr. Schenenberger, okay, acted like he was the white knight. Oh, you're being picked up by these people and they're bad guys. And then they, you know, bunch of lies about what that, that aren't true about them. And they, you know, they tweeted, they, they look like they have receipts, but they don't really have receipts, you know, and they, and you get caught up in this whole little Twitter loop where you kind of feel like, Oh, these people are supporting me or these, these are, these are the people that are right. And you realize that they're not, it's just like a big game. Like you get caught up in this. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, unless, unless you're, unless you're in it, <laughs> Um, they will lie about you. They will make up stuff about you and, uh, you know, just outlandish things on Twitter, on certain social media accounts. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's rough. It's not, it's not easy to get through. And one of the people that I want to give a shout out to is, um, Beth Bogart, Beth Bogarts. Uh, she, uh, was part of starting Shadowbox. She had the trademark to Cicada 3301 with the composer Michael Levine. Um, they Michael Levine canceled the LLC uh, like within the last year. I think it's in 2021. Uh, because if you look at the document for it, it's because of like not filing financial statements properly. So the LLC is canceled. Beth Bogart has given her. Um, part of the trademark to um, um, a person named Mark Wanners, who was alleged, like claims to be one of the first winners or the first people who solved the first puzzle of uh, Cicada 3301. Okay, so um, none of, from what I can tell, and from, and I'm going to be doing another video where I show those documents and everything on Rumble. Um, and I'll publish it there. I'll probably, um, follow me at, at Terry Joyce on Twitter. I might, you know, show a portion over there. Follow me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page at not my rabbit hole with Terry Joyce. I'm going to have like little things in different areas. Um, and then I'm going to use a uh, YouTube to talk about it, but also go, Hey, if you want to follow up more on this, you know, here's, here's another place to look at the documents or look at further research on, on, on the topic. What I want to do on the YouTube channel right now is I would like to try to find a way that we can heal ourselves. Like, Okay, we can point fingers and say this person's guilty of this and this person's guilty of this and this is what really happened. And part of our healing process is understanding what happened and who the players are behind it and how 
this media was involved in it or how a media has been involved in it that you would consider to be online in you know or um alternative there are several pretty mainstream places that you can look at now where they talk about what i'm talking about today so it's not like i'm sitting here making it up <laughs> and saying you know or there's no there's no legitimacy to to what is what is happening there are people who are far more uh experts on on um cults on psyops on how these things are are formed and the players that have been involved in this um but when i did the cicada effect um you know i had used a document uh, on that particular broadcast that was from freedom's publishers union which was chris mcgimsey jones blog site where there was dialogue or um you know screenshots of dialogue between um mr Schenenberger and miss bogarts um where it it made it look like she was the person that was involved with game jacking um the uh puzzle and turning it into or correlating it to something much darker than what it was uh originally and uh that I don't believe that that is true anymore. From the evidence that I can see, it happened the other way around. And I've seen, um, you know, I've been shown conversations uh, of Beth with uh, with uh, Michael Levine, where uh, she says it's going dark. There's I don't I I never meant to harm people with this puzzle, and there have been people that have been harmed. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show a little bit of that tonight but really i'm thank you for being here um tonight it's, it's it's a good turnout i wasn't really expecting uh to have so so much no he has not died no he's still alive it, it, unless it just happened um he's he is still uh very much with us yes um so uh yeah no he he didn't die um Trauma programming in part to create anger, fear, anxiety, Akino, mind war, psyops, they feed on it. Sadists creating and feeding on pain. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, he hasn't, he hasn't died. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's here. Don't uh, Mark Smith says, don't feel bad. Um, they are dangerous, intelligent trolls. Yes, they are. They're very good at what they do, and and you you can say, oh, you know, I'm I'm going to be able to tell the difference, and you and 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 I have to admit, I've been I've been caught up in it. I got caught up in something that wasn't, but you know, it. I think it's okay to make mistakes too, because then wait, you go, oh, it happened to me. Oh well, you know, this is going on. Okay, and then you have a realization because it's it's happened to a lot of people, and and some people have lost their lives over it. Like there are people that are not okay. There are people that, that that have had things absolutely ruined. Oh, wrong, wrong. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, wrong. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, there's something I want to. So I made a little video. I'm going to play. It's it's like just a few seconds, but I did it as a promo. But I'm going to show it really quick. I just think 
that's kind of funny. <laughs> I picked out the screams. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is like, uh, that's actually artwork for another, there's two cicada coins I found out. Um, there's one that's the 3301 and then there's just a cicada coin and that's actually from the cicada coin. Okay, so I think what I'd like to do is uh, start with a, a video from Pavana, which uh, she has um, recently uploaded, okay? And, and she um, is, she talks about her uh, experience with doing the puzzle, what happened to her, and then um, uh, I'm going to show little bit bits and pieces of it. But I also want to show you when she was she had a breakdown. She had an 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 an, emo, an a mental breakdown over the puzzle and over her interaction with being mind fucked by some of these people, specifically the polymathematician mu musician. And I and I and I just wanted show you uh this i'm i'm gonna be um sourcing fair use okay um on this uh, here we go and uh i'm working with my new internet too so it's not doing too bad so you like my lights in the background yeah i've got i've got a whole different setup here i my life upgraded a little bit i'm i'm, I'm uh, excited i've got a washer and dryer and you know kitchen refrigerator stove i didn't have some of those things before so okay here we go Hands in the air like we don't care. Doing whatever we want. This is our house. This is our room. And we can't stop. And we won't stop. Doing whatever we want. It's our body. We can do what we want to. It's our house. We can love who we want to. It's our song. We can sing if we want to. Okay, I'm probably gonna get a copyright now. <laughs> okay, let me skip. Let me skip forward. Here we go. Here we go. And this is Pavana talking about what happened. Testing. Testing. I'm trying to prepare myself to watch some videos. They're of me from 2017. I can't, haven't been able to watch them. Jesse thinks it's important. That it would be a part of the healing process. I, I just saw a question in the chat. Who is this? This is Pavana. And uh, she got caught up in playing a couple of puzzles 
One was Cicada 3301 and the other one was Tengri, I think Tengri 123. Um, and her and her husband have been having a big old, lots of gang stalking and stalking and conflict with um, the that party of people that I'm talking about. Uh, so what she's going to talk about here is... Um, She's going to talk about like what happened to her when she was playing the puzzle and how it it caused her, how she had a mental breakdown over it and how it can get into your mind and do a whole mind thing. Because another thing about this is behind the puzzle is the I am cult and the St. Germain thing going on. As a matter of fact, Mr. Polymathematician and um, composer says that he he's claimed to be Saint Germain. There's a Saint Germain connection to all of this. And this puzzle has been linked to being the forerunner was on 4chan uh, used for the 17th letter of the alphabet movement. No. Now, another thing about the I Am Cult is um, Wes Clark Jr. on the American PSYOP show also mentions how the I Am Cult was behind Standing Rock as well. So it's been used in more than one movement. And by the way, they're all being, you know, like infiltrated by the same people. even know what's wanting to go through my mind. But I do get anxious. Thinking about what's in them. I don't want to go back there. But people need to know how serious Things like suicide cult games and mental manipulation, the damage that it can do. Yeah, maybe there are people that are more sensitive, more likely to get hypnotized by the music, more people who are gullible, like I was. So, they may take clips of some of these videos because I was out of my mind. But it's part of the whole story. And people like him have to be called out and have to be stopped. It has to be known. Maybe it will, someone will Google him and find the truth before they get sucked in. 
stay away from cicada. From Sophia Music. I'm going to edit my own clips, which will help make me feel a little more comfortable about sharing something so private. But maybe it'll help someone. Maybe they'll see what someone else could possibly be going through. I don't know. Feel like it might be time. It's been five years, but I try to block when flashes of it come into my mind. It's like a bad nightmare that won't go away. So I've resorted to comedy. It makes me happy. It makes me laugh. It keeps those thoughts at bay. Anyway, I haven't viewed them yet. Um, I plan this to be an intro to showing clips of that time of 2017. T.S. How ironic. Okay, so I'm going to skip up um, a little bit, and I'm going to show you the clips. So let me let me get them right into here so you can see what, what happened to her. 2017 was the perfect storm. I had had an awakening experience the night of 10-10-2015. And I wrote a journal, a book, for 17 months until March of 2017. Numbers played a factor in my experience. Well, I'm New York City, born and raised, but nowadays I'm lost between. That's how I found Tangri 137. By studying fine structure constant. And science and math. Probably in my experience. They opened the door. To I am 
Thomas encouraged my glitching in the Sophia music comments. He said, no, don't take it down. They love it. He also told me that Brother Box and others were all mocking me in Discord. I was lost. I had emailed him asking him to, to turn it off. Felt stuck in a hypnosis. Left, left brain on and wide open. Right brain, logic, shut down. Okay, I died yesterday. Do you understand? I swear to you. I swear to my God. They have to. They have to seek to see. I sunk. I drowned. I went all the way down for everybody so I could find the truth and dig it out and bring it out. And I got I got a program. I got to write. You will understand, I swear to God, this is temporary. Honey. We know that. Oh, God. Honey. We know. Free energy, for God's sake. It's I understand the free Somebody... energy concept. Look, Tesla. You also anagram the letters and numbers. Watch the Bruno video. And, I like this star right now. And it looks like they're... I'm going through what Bruno went through. You're not a doctor. What is you it? don't know. What is it that I'm saying is delusional that you think is not delusional and is right you're telling me it's not possible i can be a prophet in your dna you can fucking read it who said it was right them i was dying i was dying did you talk echo, echo, echo. eternity don't wait 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 don't i can't endanger fbi is not giving up on the case dj jenkins <laughs> talk to me don't move Brother Box. Brother Box. Oh, 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 I thought it was Lisa. The group, there's a whole group. CIA. They tricked me. I told you sleep. You needed sleep. You wouldn't listen to me. Do you know? Wait, wait, wait. You know, when you say sleep is like telling me, calm down. I can't. I exploded like the cube in the movie. Come on now. I thought it was Lisa. Genius. You know what the Monarch program is? Target Monarch. Safe. If I'm a target, you need to tell me. No, no. Don't let him talk to them. Cops are bad. He lies. The Navy Project Monarch. Cicada says the same thing. Stop, stop, stop. Open your mind and let your brains fall out because there is no in or out. What do you think about Cicada? Who do you think it is? What do you think about the music channel? Who do you think it is? And I said, I'm investigating and I'll tell you everything I find out. So Swan, here's what we do. We play hide and seek. Let's play catch the glitch. We're all sevens, but I'm the 33. My birthday on oh, Swan's channel. She tells everybody, shh, 
let the bot work. Random, random accident memory. Accidents are not random. Accidents are flashes in time. The flash, the glitch, is where the truth is. And the flash is where you can make choices to jump timelines. You talked to one person on the phone today. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I wanted to show that to you. And, and when I first watched it, I, I, I was... Um, I cried actually. I, I felt I felt really bad for her and for what for what she's uh, what what she went through, um, and she has uh, been really brave uh, to show this on YouTube and to show to people, you know, what happened to her when she was interacting uh, with 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 these people. And you can see she's saying Lisa. I believe she's talking about Lisa Clapier the person that I mentioned that's been hijacking all these movements. It's interesting timing right now. It's interesting that, um, you know, a lot of the stuff is, is coming out. Um, they're talking about it on their channels, um, Pavana's channel and Jesse Davis's channel. Uh, you know, I've been started to talk about it too. I've got caught up in it somehow. And then this release of American PSYOP is all kind of happening at one time. So, and here we are in 2023, five years after, five years later, we're still, you know, in, in a damaged state, really, of, of, of what's taken place. Not to mention all the, you know, the more of the, um, uh, come on, I put it in, I'm saying, <laughs> my glasses are fucked up. Okay, I shouldn't say, say that right now, but, um. Okay, I think you can say the F word like later on in your live stream. You just can't say it a lot, so I'm pretty sure I'm I'm okay on that. Uh, now, I I just as I was watching this, I thought about showing something else that's actually on my Rumble um, that will that I think is is part of the video that I did. Uh, I I'm pretty sure I can. Uh, it's a clip that I took from uh, the Financial Times uh, channel, and uh, and okay, so yeah, I want to take this back a little bit here um, because this really it will explain uh, a lot. Here, okay, wait. A little farther so i'm just trying to, i should have had this i'm sorry to make you wait while i re-coordinate this here but oh now it's gonna act up okay let's start okay okay let me um see if i can like re redo it Great. No, it's not going to play. Oh, come on. Wait. What just happened? Hold on. All right, let me, let me just go out of it and then come back into it. I hate technical glitches when they happen. Um, 
Oh, come on. What happened to it? Why is there only a few minutes playing on it now? Wow. Okay. What's going on? Let me, um, let me just look at this for a second. I got to make sure this is okay. Um, well, maybe we'll come back to this. No, that's not it. Wait, I just want to double check something. Um, it was playing. Hold on. Shit. Okay, here we go. All right, it's working on my phone, so let's get it. Let's get it to pop here. If not, I'll come back to it and see if it gets better. What site can't be reached? Come on, they're messing with me. <laughs> they're messing with me. Okay. Um. Okay, great. Yeah, we're there. Yay. Okay, so let me um, share the screen. And this is this will um, Terry. That's drugs. Hey, you know that. What's drug? No, are you saying that what she was? No, I don't believe that. I don't believe it's drugs. I don't think you can play. I I don't think you can pretend that that's drugs. Uh, yeah, on YouTube, it's by the uh, Financial Times. Can you guys hear that okay? And I'm going to pull it up because I want you to know what this puzzle is about. And I want you to know, too, how it connects to QAnon. Right? Because that's the big mistake about it. And now they have cryptocurrency. But the question is, is the Cicada 3301 token the I mean, the reason why I don't, I don't think it. For for one thing, I I'm I'm gonna say thank you, Donald's uh, Rabbi, for it. So it's it, you can hear it. The reason why I I don't think it's drugs is because like their testimony, like she was actually put in. She was she was institutionalized because of it. So she wasn't sent to a drug rehab place. She was instant. She was institutionalized from it. She had to go through a a recovery and. She even says that she's not even back to normal anymore. Like she's like, she may never, she, she says she may never be the same. New FTX. And today we are going to explore that. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to do the old lady groove in her chair. I'm not an old lady. I just, I just stop saying that, but I just feel like, like I need to get glow sticks or something. Right. All right, so I'm going to share the screen here. And I'm sourcing fair use. We're just uh, educating the public about what's going on. This is a transformative work. And let's get started. Oh, that was an abrupt, you know, <laughs> stop, right? The human mind is a tricky thing. 
for example, if you sit in front of a television set with just snow on, eventually you will start to see things because your brain can't deal with the idea that there's nothing connected in the information you're seeing. Q clearance, I had a Q clearance when I worked. A Q clearance is a clearance given by the Department of Energy. What if everything you knew about the world was wrong? Because the good guys were really the bad guys, and the bad guys were way worse than you ever imagined. And what if the only people brave enough to expose this truth were a bunch of concerned military or intelligence insiders? QAnon is the online conspiracy that claims exactly that. But that narrative is almost a distraction. Taken at face value, at the heart of Q lies an effort to generate distrust. Whether it's a state-sponsored disinformation campaign or something more spontaneous is harder to say. Simplifying it, as most of the media currently does, as a far-right conspiracy that worships Trump and believes his opponents are satanic pedophiles, probably misses the point. I first came across Q last summer. The FT had invited Adam Curtis, the cult BBC documentary maker, to a one-off experimental stage show. He told the story of Operation Mindfuck, which he explained had been devised by two counterculture radicals in the 1960s. Both were practitioners of something called Discordianism, a sort of parody religion centred on the worship of the goddess of chaos, Eris. One of them, Kerry Thornley, wanted to understand how malleable reality really was. He did so by starting a conspiracy of his own in the letters pages of Playboy magazine, anonymously. The letter asked if a single secret society, the Illuminati, was really behind all the political assassinations in the world. Kerry Thornley thought this was a crazy idea that nobody would ever believe, except that over time, strange coincidences, often involving the government, kept happening to him. These eventually made him believe his own conspiracy, prompting a huge amount of self-doubt to the point he no longer knew what was real or not. Adam Curtis links that to the emergence of the dual state theory at the heart of QAnon. What he didn't reckon was the fact that he really was what one state department man called, he was called Hans Morgenthau. He called it a dual state. He said, look, if you've got a democracy, democracy has got to keep its people safe. And that means at some point it's going to have to do something very bad. But in democracies, you can't tell them. You can do it if you're a dictator. You can't do it in democracies. You've got to keep it quiet. And he, in 1955, called it, disapprovingly, he called it the dual state, which is, I think, the origin of the phrase we will now know, the deep state. QAnon's origins are remarkably similar. In 2017, the Q team, whoever they may be, made use of the modern equivalent of the Playboy's letters page. It's a message board called 4chan. They used it to bring the world dispatches about this secret dual system. A YouTuber called Defango has since claimed the work was his. He says he created Q as an alternative reality game, mostly for the lols, but also to smoke out bad journalists in the alternative media space. But he also says that in 2018, a man called Thomas Schoenberger wrested control of the game from him. And in a nod to Operation Mindfuck, Defango says he too is no longer sure if he ever controlled the game at all. Nobody knows if what he says is really true. What is becoming clear is that the whole thing has run away with itself. Q drops a cryptic message encouraging Q followers known as Bakers to go and solve. He tells them to do their own research. Bakers authenticate that it's really Q via the trip code used in the post. They package the information into a wider map based on so-called proofs. Coincidences matter, as do symbols. 
The best proof is when Donald Trump himself tweets or says something that can be correlated to Q. The clues lead to the coming of the storm. The storm is the day the cabal will be eliminated. From this comes a world of Q clocks, quantum computers, and time travel theory. Yes, really, because Donald Trump's uncle was asked to evaluate Nikola Tesla's remaining documents after he died, which really happened. And that's how he figured out how to make a time machine. And Q might be a messenger from the future or something like that. QAnon may be a byproduct of how today's highly bespoke information landscape operates. In a world of unlimited data, anyone can take a kernel of suspicion and run with it to confirm their own biases with a view to amplifying them further. Add to that the easily weaponized nature of social media, from tweets and blogs to YouTube videos, and you can see how a bad actor can generate chaos and friction to sow discontent. Who is pushing the buttons doesn't necessarily matter. What matters are the techniques they are using. Anyone who plays live-action role-playing games known as LARPs will recognize the gaming elements of QAnon. In 2015, 2016, 2017, there were a lot of what are called LARPs. Live action role playing is what the term means. And it really just means that there's a person pretending to be somebody else. The players knew they weren't real, but it was fun for them to interact with. But what happened on 4chan and 8chan is that individual people would go and LARP all by themselves and create basically a single point of contact for an entire alternate reality game. In 2016, there was FBI and on and CIA and on and Meganon and all of these different LARPs that were basically practicing, that were prototyping what QAnon is. In many ways, the connections Jim identifies echo the madness of the QAnon network maps. There are disaffected spies, there's Julian Assange, famous filmmakers, technologists and LARPers, and even secret societies and cults. But there are also links to internet mysteries like Cicada and ideologies that link back to the libertarian philosophies expressed by the cypherpunks who brought us Bitcoin. Most concerning are connections to a possible real-life occult movement that was the offshoot of the theosophy theory that influenced Heinrich Himmler and the Nazis. It is another rabbit hole. Cicada was a really interesting, legitimate internet puzzle game that a lot of people played because it involved many cool techniques, cryptography and steganography and cryptocurrency and all this really interesting stuff packaged into an investigation that you needed to do. And you had to be really smart and really good in order to even come close to it. And that was one of the appeals. So it turns out there's a, there's a guy named Thomas Schoenberger. He saw the Cicada game as an opportunity to radicalize smart people. And he ended up creating puzzles and calling it Cicada, even though he was not the creator of it. To this day, no one seems quite sure who the creative Cicada was. We haven't been able to confirm Thomas Schoenberger's involvement in either Cicada or QAnon. He's currently thought of as the guru behind Cicada 3301. Cicada was this game that Thomas Schoenberger, basically the term is game jacked from the originators and is still running it to some extent. In the beginning, it was very much about cryptography and technology and espionage and cool and interesting topics, but in no way political, in no way harmful. What happened when Thomas got on board is that suddenly the themes turned very dark 
they turned into artifacts and symbology from the occult, even Nazi symbology. One of the biggest prize was the Spear of Destiny. It's a Christian symbol, but also used heavily by Hitler and the Nazis. And that was the final prize of the cicada puzzle. That's the kind of thing that it started to do more and more. And the later it went, the more radical it got. And frankly, the closer to QAnon it got. Tell us a bit more about how Cicada links into QAnon. There's a woman named Lisa Klapier who runs an account called Snow White 7IM. And her job was to bring people from Cicada to QAnon. So there was a whole theme about follow the white rabbit, a whole theme around Snow White and Disney characters. And that theme was used specifically to pull people from Cicada into QAnon. Jim told me these amplifier accounts are frequently endorsed by former intelligence personalities like Bill Binney and Robert David Steele to give them credibility. So if all of this is fantastical, why would they be lending support? My name is John Okay, so, and I'm going to stop it there too. So I just, that little clip says a lot. And, and I, and I think that it pretty much sets up what, you know, what I've been talking about on Rumble. It sets up like, you know, it, it, it made a lot of sense to me when I saw it. I, okay, I get, I understand what's going on. And you notice there's the Lisa Klepier mention, and she's the one who's been involved in, like, she was involved in Standing Rock. She's the one who, who Wes Clark Jr. talks about. She's the one who, you know, was involved with Occupy. She was the one who did the Snow White, Follow the White Rabbit, made that connection between Cicada and the 17th letter of the alphabet. Uh, and, you know, you guys can sit back and go, oh, you know, maybe so-and-so was doing drugs and this and that, and this is not really happening. But when you have sources like this, I mean, like, again, this is the Financial Times doing this particular video. A lot of people, some people know, some people in the know know of this video. They know of this report already. I feel like I've come a little late to the party, but then again, I think a lot of us are a little late to the party. Um, I think it's kind of fascinating. I don't know if fascinating is really the right word, that the adjective that I like to use to describe it. Um, that you know, you have the occultism, the I am cult, these certain things that are associated behind the puzzle, behind these movements, and how um, you know the whole ascension thing. You know, like even um, Wes Clark Jr. talks about how at Standing Rock there was an ascendant. He believed that he was Metatron for a while. He got caught up thinking that he was Metatron and kind of was influenced in being this, like, I'm here to, you know, save humanity. I'm here to do something significant. And, uh, you know, and these things are, these things are real. They do, they do happen to people. We think about it. We all know something's happening, right? I mean, I recently had, you know, um, I went to lunch with my mom before Christmas and, you know, she said this to me before. She's like, I've never seen the world like this before. This, like, what, I've never seen this in anything like we're going through in human history before. 
and you know, my mom's been long for a long, long time. She's seen like, you know, she was alive when they only had radios temporarily. And then they, you know, I, well, was she, no, maybe she, was there a television? I think there was TV, but she, she talks about listening to the radio where there's that, where, where there was that trans. I mean, like, okay. She was alive during Franklin D Roosevelt. Like she was a little girl then. So, you know, to think of the span of America, what, what someone like my mom's lived through, you know, just to think about like, wow, we're like, we're here today facing uh, the situations that we're facing right now. I think a lot of us feel that way. We don't trust the media. We don't, we think we don't trust the media to be telling the truth to us. We feel like, um, you know, like maybe the United States really like, like whomever's running the United States isn't what we, what we voted for. I actually went to my high school reunion and, and there was somebody, one of my high school, like the only one that I've ever attended. It was like four, we had a special high school reunion because they decided to have four years celebrate all together because of the pandemic and everything. And, and that there were a lot of um, loss of lives. My kitty wants to go out into the other room. He's going to act up right now. So I'm going to have to like kind of acknowledge him a little bit, make sure he doesn't jump on the computer, but he told, he, he'd been a military person, you know, he's, he's retired from the military, you know, worked on it, you know, was involved in a couple of wars. I don't know what extent, we had a little bit of a conversation, somebody that I, you know, he was in the grade younger than me. I mean, he's one year younger than I was. And he, and he said, you know what I realized like after all this time? And I said, what? And he says that there are people running the United States that we didn't vote for. <laughs> and I, I, you know, it's like, you know, there are people that are running the world. Like it, it's almost like, Oh, are we in the Truman show? Like I, I think that that is is quite possible. It's not not just because he said it to me, but it kind of confirmed what I thought. Somebody who was already on the you know some in the inside of the military in some aspect. We may have had people that are involved in politics that were involved in this particular movement, like General Flynn. They mentioned General Flynn. They mentioned Roger Stone. Okay, um, and it's. It's like I I think it's interesting also like that Sean Stone little pinnacle right there you know the way David Wilcock you know like he had an ebook for for the seventeenth letter of the alphabet David Wilcock pushed the ascension the way that the this alternative UFO media locked marked onto you know this particular movement we cannot deny that this didn't that this didn't really happen. Operation Mockingbird. Most of the situations are fake narratives. Um, the there 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 are ones pulling the strings that we don't see. Yeah, and I'll tell you something too. You see Operation Mockingbird. You know, I'm I, I'm a journalism major right now. Yeah, I, I went like I did go back to I'm in college. I'm starting to go to the university like in a week, but I've, I, there's a few, there's a class that I'm still taking um, on the community college level. I'm going to write for the, the school newspaper again, but my professor said something like, you know, of all the occupations that people trust, like journalism is like farther down the list. Like people don't trust journalists. They don't trust journalists to, you know, uh, report the news. Oh, come on, come on. 
Come on. Give me a little more time. I'll let you out a little bit later. Give me some more time. Okay, honey? Give me a little time. Um, so, yeah. You want to go, you want to say hi to people? Can I, can we come up here and say hi? Yeah? Do you? Do you? Orlando. My, my cat is like a little star cat. Like, oh, oh, well, he's not that, well, yeah, he came up and say hi. He just stepped on my computer. I don't like it when he does that. That can be very dangerous. Yeah, he said hi, all right. <laughs> he has no idea, you know. Okay, what's going on here? You know, he's in his own world, right? Um, there was something here. Where do I, where do I, where do I, where do you place Defango in this then? I'm not sure, actually. Uh, you know, I mean, Defango's obviously, you know, has, has played a part in it. Um, I, I have, um, I, I did go on Jesse Davis's stream after I realized that I was being set up by these other people, by the other people. And, um, you know, Defango came on and I asked him some questions and he talked about how, um, his relationship to Thomas, uh, to Thomas in, uh, when they were, um, working for Ed Butowski and sharing a hotel room and this and that and how he, how it kind of got like screwed over on his end. I mean, everybody has their own story. I mean, I do think Defango participated in the LARPing to my knowledge of, of what happened. So, I mean, to my understanding, that's what he did. Uh, you know, I just don't want to get in trouble with him right now, <laughs> but um, I just, you know, right now I'm not as focused on him at the moment as I am on, on, on this other group. Your cat doesn't want you talking about CIA ops. <laughs> I don't think he has any idea. He doesn't have any clue what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's he's he wants to go in that other room and run around and look at things because it's all new to him. So he's bored and he's he feels trapped right now. Is, I think what's going on with him. All right, so. Another thing that I want to show to you uh, in, in this is um, from a TED, like a, it's like a TEDx Mid-Atlantic talk. And uh, I'm going to, it, it goes into Cicada a little bit. Actually, this part's kind of interesting. Um, okay. Oh, that's all interesting. Okay, so here, here he's going to talk about ARG. I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little bit here. Same guy, um, but we're going to start it like about right here. And I'll make sure that I, I share all of this um, for 
everybody. Out there. And so that gives, it's positive in the sense that it gives anonymity. It gives a way for people to uh, express themselves without kind of endangering their real personality. Uh, they're talking about LARPing, okay. The problem is that it also allows them to hide their motivation. It allows them to hide what it is they're actually doing. And LARPing um, became very, very common on the chans, on 4chan and then subsequently on 8chan. A huge number of LARPs that were going on. There was FBI and on in 2016, uh, White House and on, Megan on, all of these kind of LARPs that were happening on the chans. And explain briefly what FBI and on and White House and on were. They're sort of prototypes for QAnon, right? Absolutely. FBI and on um, was, believe it or not, Q is a mainstreaming of FBI and on, which was a straight up Nazi LARP. It was, it, it was putting out Holocaust denialism, all kinds of stuff. But it was actually, from a technical point of view, a really good LARP. Whoever it was knew enough about what they were talking about to get a following of people. But the actual message that it was delivering was white supremacy. And um, that led up to, the, to QAnon um, and FBI Anon validated Q. Q became um, a, a very, very important LARP, um, and that's what it is. And Q, just to make it clear to our listeners who may not be as familiar with this as we and some of our other listeners, I'm sure, are, uh, the very first, you know, what we call Q drops came uh, on October 28th, about uh, three years ago, 2017. Is that correct? That, that, that's exactly right. Um, they really started it in September uh, with Follow the White Rabbit. Um, uh, follow Snow White. There was a there was an uh, about a month long sort of pre um, you know show leading up to the first Q drops uh, at the end of October. Right. So I think I think our listeners probably have some idea what we mean by uh, you know LARPing. It's basically pretending to be somebody that you're not uh, online, and you know for a variety of different reasons, people might do that. So the next element that we want to um, look at is um, the idea of ARGs, alternate reality gaming. And hang on a second, if I can get the slide to change. That's not my dog. Um, so alternate reality games are, um, they started, um, and I was part of the, the team that helped to invent them, um, you know, almost 20 years ago. Um, alternate reality games were designed to be fun, immersive experiences that allowed people to live inside of a world that they were interested in um, or cared about. Uh, they, they were really large. They, were, they created community. Um, we also noticed that they could be incredibly powerful and people would do things that they normally wouldn't. And so what we what we did as ethical puppet masters is put guardrails around it, stop people from going off the rails. So um, Dave, do you have that video that we could show a little bit of? So this is a, uh, one of the, the first ARGs ever built. It's called I Love Bees in 2004, uh, and it was for uh, Halo 2. Um, we're going to play, hopefully, a little bit of it here to give you a sense for what that was like. 
Do you see that? Sentry 1290, yep. you have a bogey okay. in the corridor on the other side of that door. Proceed with caution. Whoa, 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 whoa. She disappeared. What do you mean disappeared? I mean, she's gone. No trace. There oh, she is again. What? Oh, How oh, the hell? Oh, my God. What? She hid on the ceiling. What? It all started in mid-July when a mysterious package was sent out, a jar of honey containing nine letters that, when arranged properly, spelled out, I love bees. But on July 16th, the day when a theatrical trailer for the upcoming Halo 2 was launched nationwide, the pieces fell into place. At the end of the trailer, a quick flash of ilovebees.com sent Xbox fans sprinting for their PCs. At first glance, the website appeared to be nothing more than an amateur beekeeper's website that had been hacked. But a closer look only resulted in more confusion. What exactly was going to happen when the counter reached zero? It's early in the morning on August 24th. Uh, ilovebees.com has just updated with a list of over 200 sites. Uh, they gave GPS, longitude and latitude, and now it's up to us to get to one of these sites to answer what is apparently going to be a payphone, give it a code word and a nickname, and all of a sudden that will unlock an axon. Once all these axons are activated online, it unlocks a hidden message. So far it's been wave files with gibberish or background story, we think, for Halo 2. Dad, I've got the pass box over here. Coming. We have arrived at a bank of payphones here on 2nd and Colorado. We're waiting for a phone call, which should come in, well, within any minute now. So let's uh, let's go meet the people standing by. So far, the phrases seem to be pulled from the bits of dialogue. Once all of these dialogues are known, they can be rejumbled into the correct order to, you know, present a story. Crew member, what is your nickname? Operator. What's your name? This is Oni Tech Alec with the Berkeley crew. Lieutenant Watson, Lieutenant John the Man, Lieutenant Mr. Bojangles. Soldier, what kind of special skill do you offer my crew? I play guitar. Where is your guitar? In the trunk of my car. Put the phone down and go get your guitar. Yes, ma'am. Run. <laughs> I need you to tell me a joke. So, what do you call a cow with no legs? I don't know. Ground beef. <laughs> All right, I think we're good. Um, uh, San Francisco Convention. So uh, the, the, I think you get the basic idea, right? Um, it, was a, it was a big experience. We had people going out into the real world. We had people interacting with both automated um, characters as well as live characters. So at the end there, when you heard the operator talking, shout out to Kristen Rutherford. Uh, that was a live person talking to somebody on a payphone somewhere in the United States. Right. So we learned that people could would be willing to do all kinds of crazy shit. Right. Um, one story that that strikes me and that is, I think, important here is at one point um, I, I had built an automated system to ring tens of thousands of payphones. And at one point, one of the payphones that were ringing coincided with a hurricane. And a guy decided to answer the phone in a hurricane. <laughs> and, and we said, dude, put the phone down. It's a hurricane, right? The, the difference between an ethical ARG and an unethical ARG, one designed to harm people, is that an ethical ARG is designed to be fun, is designed to keep you safe, is designed to keep you within a story world. It is not designed to 
confuse you, traumatize you, and deceive you. And that's the big difference between what we built, um, you know, almost 20 years ago and what QAnon has turned into. Right. So I think people have a sense of kind of alternate reality games. And I think, you know, casually, if people have exposure to things like Pokemon Go and that sort of thing, that's another type of this game where, you know, you're out interacting with the real world, trying to find clues. Okay, so we're gonna get we're gonna get to cicada now. So I, I kind of like let this go a little bit earlier, just because and I, I know some of it might be a little redundant from what I showed earlier tonight. But uh, again, it's gonna go into cicada now. Clues, put things together, and um, you know, sort of interact with the story reality as well as physical reality. That's that's um, an important point. Uh, I, I happen to be at Niantic while uh, Pokemon Go is being being created and. Uh, I love bees to some extent was a prototype. Um, right. Before, and, you know, again, they actually had there's GPS. like, what are the ethics of a game like that? Because it can Precisely. result in harm to people. And, you know, so thinking about that is obviously key. Now, another phenomenon that we've noticed that keeps happening in this world of LARPing and uh, these game worlds is that um, it's there's a lot of what we call movement jacking. And without getting into all the details, these are some of the movements that have been hijacked by various kinds of LARPers over the last, uh, you know, 10 years or so in particular. Um, and by movement jacking, it's a little bit different than, um, you know, what you might think of as infiltration. This is really about sort of appearing to show up inside of a movement and um, try to take it over for your own purposes. Um, so, you know, appearing to be along, uh, you know, on board with the movement's goals, endearing yourself to the movement's organizers, trying to map out the key power structures, try to affect those in very specific ways and to achieve specific outcomes. And this is something that we see as a pattern, not just within, um, say, this particular study, but something that has been happening uh, repeatedly throughout people that are, throughout movements that are, um, you know, being hijacked by people that are aiming to spread disinformation for a variety of different reasons. Jim, I don't know if you have more you want to say about that particular topic, but we, we'll get into details on a few more of these in a bit, but just wanted to give a broad overview of this general idea. Yeah, uh, just just to, to reemphasize, um, you know, there, there are people involved here um, that have infiltrated many different organizations, as Dave is showing here. Um, one that I'm just going to point out is Cicada. Cicada was started in 2011, uh, and it was taken over. It was taken over by a group of people uh, who had other goals for it. And so maybe talk a little bit about what Cicada was started out to be, so far as anybody knows, um, and uh, talk a little bit about just kind of what it is, how it works. Sure. Cicada started out as a pretty awesome alternate reality game. Uh, it, it had all kinds of cool shit in it, you know, steganography, cryptography. Uh, it was incredibly difficult. Um, and a lot of really smart people kind of gathered around it to try and solve it. Um, and that, that was, you know, late 2011, 2012. What happened was that a group of people who who saw a bunch of really smart people um, decided to what's called game jacket, which which means infiltrate. It's like that movement jacking that we were just precisely yeah. exactly. It's movement jacking, but in this case, it's game jacking because Cicada is an alternate reality game. But what they did was they infiltrated it, took it over for themselves, started LARPing as the original Cicada team 
and started inserting radicalization and indoctrination materials into it. Ultimately, Cicada became the bridge to QAnon. Right, and I think one way to frame it might be that the original creators of Cicada, you know, appear to have done so with, you know, some ethical compass, and then that ethical compass became eroded as uh, time went on and different people started to take over um, how it was operating. Precisely. Okay. So, um, and also it's probably worth noting here that it was towards the end of Cicada's, you know, sort of prominence uh, in the 2016-2017 timeframe that some of these other uh, LARPs, you know, this FBI and on CIA and on Meganon started to become in sort of beta testing uh, as the idea for Q sort of percolated and, and eventually kind of broke through. Um, Dave, can I just comment real absolutely, fast? Absolutely, yeah. So two things, uh, in addition to movement jacking, destructive cults create front groups with topical themes in order to bring people in. So I just wanted to add that. And Jim shared with me a five minute episode um, of, a, of a video game called Assassin's Creed that had inserted into it Cicada 3301 and I've been trained in hypnosis since 1980, and it was very hypnotically programming people to the beliefs. Right, and uh, it, it contains hypnotic music and words. Exactly. And, you know, there's just classic techniques for how to actually do that stuff that's you know clinically proven and scientifically valid. It, I mean, to be it was it, it included the concept of internet radicalization, which is an odd thing for it to include in Assassin's Creed. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, so, you know, we know some of the people that were behind that, and it was, you know, we think fairly intentional. So another uh, project that we came across in research for this, uh, and which was known to people involved in this, uh, you know, project uh, over the last few years. Okay, so I'm going to stop it there, and then to top off tonight, um, I want to, uh, they talk about gang stalking and uh, the fallout of some of this and what happens to people. And th this is the part that I'd like, to, I, I kind of would like to focus on, you know, like I don't, I don't know what to do exactly for us to like heal because it's kind of a self-discovery myself in this. But I really think that, I don't know, Honestly, but right now I I I, ha, I have started to see a counselor. You know, I, I've 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 sought therapy recently. I'm just being honest because I, you know I have gone through so much cyberbullying for so long, and then this recent activity that has um, has taken place. You know, you get PTSD from it. You get you things do happen to you if you if you've had stuff like this going on. I didn't play the puzzle, all right. But you know, I obviously something has happened where I've been associated to certain movements, or I have like talked about certain things on my channels or or the different radio shows I was on and you know the things that were happening and I've always been kind of uh you know I believed some of it at one point like especially when I was like doing things with Stephen D Kelly and Truth Cat Radio and you know some of my you know, my personal relationship to him and I 
was caught up in some of it, but at the same time, I was still kind of going, something's not right here. And I had vocalized it um, even to Stephen back in 2017. I said, I, I don't, I don't think there's a cue. I said, I don't, I, you know, and to him, it didn't matter. He goes, it doesn't matter. We're controlling the narrative. You know, I had um, covered a protest that happened down in Hollywood. I live streamed it. It was against Hollywood pedophilia. And there were people that I was associated with that I had been an Occupy with that was connected to Roger Stone, that was connected to the marijuana um, activism that I was involved in. Um, that were, if you, if you, if you know me, my background and the Hollywood lizard party, they were at the lizard party, you know, there were like all these things that now I'm looking back and re realizing even when I was doing that March, um, right in the middle of it, the guy who was running it, his name was Kai Conspiracy, he went by Kai, Kai Cons Conspiracy or Kai Conspiracy, Operation Mayhem, um, Twitter, you know, it just, he ended up. Um, you know, right in the middle of it, right when I was live streaming, he goes, where we go, when we go all. And I turned to the, you know, my, my, you know, cell phone that I was streaming off of it. And I said, he just did a, uh, a 17th letter of the alphabet phrase. And, you know, I, I didn't even know that at that time when I was live streaming it, that that's what it was associated with. So, you know, yeah, I've, I've gone through, like, for myself, a lot of this. And part of, like, that's the reason why my channel is called Not My Rabbit Hole. Not My Rabbit Hole. Like, I, I have people go, oh, she's, you know, she thinks she's going down the rabbit hole. No, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, like, you know, on my blog, it's beyond the red pill. You know, it's it's like I, I, I'm anti what this is. Like, I've, I've been trying to figure out, like, what's been going on? What what happened to us? What is this that happened? And um, and so I feel like recently I've gotten closer to what to, to what to what the truth is. And I'm wanting to share it with you. But I'm also wanting to find a way that how do we get well from this? Um, so anyway, I'm going to skip ahead me um go back to uh to this one okay i'm going to skip ahead a little bit about gang stalking and i thought this was super informative oh here let's let's go into the i am cold a little bit though too what's under the hood yeah i'm going to take you here for a moment as well <laughs> hold on <laughs> we'll get to the gang stalking part in a second what we found were a variety of different networks of people among them some cults so the first is this group um, called I Am Theosophy, which is a uh, theosophic religious cult that was uh, started in the 1930s as kind of an offshoot of uh, previous uh, kinds of Gnostic um, uh, religious traditions, you know, coming from people like Blavatsky and Crowley, as well as uh, listing Rosicrucianism as a kind of a forerunner um, and a compatible uh, set of beliefs to this. But it's this kind of idea that you can become an ascended master and that, you know, there's this occult knowledge that you can obtain and that the, the sort of patron mascot of uh, I am is uh, Saint Germain, uh, this character on the left here uh, with the yellow hair and the purple background. Um, and um, let's just say that uh, some of the beliefs. And this is who like T.S. says that he is. So 
He might as well call himself Rambo. <laughs> it makes me think of like, you know, SDK, right? Like, oh, I've got this Rambo in the seventh dimension above Jesus Christ. And, you know, I can kick your ass in the astral plane. Okay. Beliefs of this particular network are pretty interesting. Um, Jim, I don't know if you have more you want to say about the whole St. Germain thing. But, yeah, you know, they they uh, worship on, on Mount Shasta. They allegedly, that was where the, the founder of I Am allegedly first came across St. Germain was on Mount Shasta in California. And uh, it's it's an interesting belief system. Jim, do you have yeah. anything else to add there? Well, only, uh, I mean, I, I would just add uh, personally that um, theosophy was something that was incorporated by the Nazis. Right. It's uh, it, not all theosophists are Nazis. I don't mean to imply that. But no, many, the, I think, are just seekers, and you know, there's seekers. nothing wrong with being a seeker. Yeah, and nobody, no, nobody is is trying to, you know, portray people's legitimate beliefs um, as anything but but genuine. But these particular groups make it so that your beliefs aren't genuine. Um, and in this particular case, this philosophy has been used um, to do very, very bad things, including now, Nazi Germany. Just as an example here, this is a little video clip of uh, some folks that are associated with uh, this set of beliefs. And it just gives you a little bit of an idea to kind of where their head's at. Okay, so I'm gonna skip to here. And then I'm gonna put this link if you guys, if, if anybody wants to watch this any further, but I wanna to get to the gang stalking part. The whole videos, I mean, really good. But this really stood out to me. And I, I, you know, a lot of people want to say that gang stalking isn't real. You know, that it's, you know, something like it, it's, it's part of somebody's imagination that's not really happened to you. You're not being targeted like this. But, but that's not true. And it's, it's quite debilitating. And there's things that they say in this that I completely agree with. I think it's criminal. It's one of the most cruel things you can do to somebody. And I, I really hope that we, we will have laws in place. The psychological uh, torture and the harass. Just anyway, let me just let me just. This is part's going to go, and then it's going to go right into it. So I'm going to I'm going to cut to that part right here. Exactly. Yep. So I wanted to spend a couple of minutes talking about um, gang stalking and um, specifically some of the techniques that uh, people involved in in this set of networks have been using to intimidate people, to kind of, um, you know, push them psychologically over the edge and to ultimately uh, try to control them. And, and I can't think of two better people to kind of talk about that right now than Jim and Steve. Jim, do you want to maybe get into kind of like some of what you've seen with this topic of gang stalking? And I think start with a definition of what uh, gang stalking is. Sure. Um, gang stalking is actually one tactic um, of psyops on individual people right um they use uh, basically psychological torture to traumatize people to dissociate them to terrify them to insert phobias into them so that they will comply with the the um, cult leaders um demands and i i sorry this, this particular topic gets me a little emotional because I have talked to many, many people 
who have had this done to them. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely in the context of this set of networks and QAnon. That's that's correct, um, and it's horrifying. I've seen these people attack minds. They attack people's minds. They tear them apart. They dissociate them. They specifically experiment on them to get to the very core of who they are, and then insert information and and goals and ideas that were not there to begin with. Right. I have seen I have seen this in many people, and it's it's it is one of the worst crimes that I can imagine because it leaves people with permanent, devastating damage. And these are people that have, you know, needed to seek, you know, psychological counseling, exit counseling from cults, you know, talking to practitioners like Steve, uh, you know, who have helped them to see what happened to them. And it's super traumatic. I know, Desiree, you had, you know, a lot of people within the, um, you know, Dapple community that were very traumatized by what happened there, mostly because mm -hmm. they didn't really understand what exactly took place. And, you know, actually getting a grasp of, of what happened is, is somewhat helpful. Yeah. I think folks didn't know who we were looking at and what actually was happening because there is a need for development of lexicon within different communities around how these things play out. So from the outside, it looked and personal experience was that was probably mercenaries who cast a wide net and then tried to influence our lives even after the Standing Rock movement space. Right, and I know um, many of you felt traumatized for months, if not years afterwards. Yeah, but it's important to know, you know, we have this list of at the very beginning of movements that were targeted. And it's important right. to know that within those movements, you know, we understand how social networks operate these days and how people can look at them and analyze them and kind of play puppeteer with them, unfortunately. Right. So it's important to know that those are the movements that were targeted and gang stalking is one tactic. So I look forward to there being a lexicon within movements for justice that is substantial and lasting because so much of this happened already and has been going on for decades. We need yep. to figure out how to have retention because right. this is a tactic that multiple entities use right and people just don't have great vocabulary yeah you know what tams i'm gonna before so i don't forget i'm gonna go ahead and um because you're asking me to post the the link i'm gonna go ahead and post the link here yeah my cat's really acting out tonight he, he's had a lot he's gone through a lot because i've moved and he's discovered a new room and he's like i want to go there all the time and he should i made a mistake he was real quiet and right before the show i got up and get some bottled water out there and he saw me go out there and so ever since i went out there before i did the broadcast he's like he's got to be out there we're gonna go out there would you be good for a little while hey orlando 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 will you be good for a little while be good for a little while and to, to like half an hour and I, I promise I'll be a good kitty mom. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Oh. So. Vocabulary about this. Um, Steve, I wondered if you could maybe talk a little bit too about this idea of uh, kind of um, overwhelming people and then, you know, unfreezing them and then refreezing them in terms of, you know, injecting a payload, that sort of thing. Sure. So, Essentially, Edward Bernays 
who wrote the 1920 book Propaganda was really the first person to connect psychology with politics and business. And, and he was it, Freud's it, nephew, if I recall. Exactly. Correctly. And it's evolved. Goebbels tried to hire him for the Nazi work, but he based all of the Nazi work off of Bernays's work. But my point is, is things have gotten more and more sophisticated as we understand social psychology, as we've been studying neuroscience, etc. And But the concepts are pretty... Um, uh, clear patterns, like when you're in a mind control cult, you're, there's never a legitimate reason to leave in, in, within the cult. So people are given phobias that if they leave, they're going to go crazy. Or if they leave, they're, they're going to commit suicide. Or if they leave, they're going to be hit by a car. And in some of these more nefarious cults, they will arrange those things to happen that drive people into a hospital, etc. But the, the idea is also to spread fear um, to anyone else involved with the cult. Look what happened to them. Right. They, right. Got, they got stalked. You know, they're in a mental hospital. They got sued. They got sued. And listen, I, I, spoke, I started speaking out in 1976. Uh, and I was designated a suppressive person by Scientology in 1976 when it's I a badge I of honor with Paul <laughs> who they broke into her apartment and typed a bomb threat to themselves on a typewriter, the old kind, and almost got her put in jail. I mean, so the tactics of cults to harass critics and former members goes back 44 years for me. It's mm -hmm. just now on steroids in the digital age. And unless people have this framework, this education to discern the difference between ethical influence and unethical, and I know you have a slide coming up later, Dave, on this, right. unless they understand the, the, the control techniques and how to protect themselves, people can be manipulated. And you were asking about the unfreezing, changing, refreezing. I first learned about that uh, in 76 by reading a 1961 book by Edgar Schein called Coercive Persuasion. And it outlined breaking down somebody, disorienting them, confusing them, overloading them in order to ready them for indoctrination. That's the changing part. And then the refreezing of the new belief system, the new ideology self. And in my case, I went from Steve Hassan, who was an English writing major, who had a ponytail, to a right-wing fascist who thought Moon and his wife were my parents, throwing out my poetry, fasting for Nixon, because God wanted Nixon to be president. I became a right-wing fascist and turned my back on my Judaism. Right. And I think right. in the end, you know, that shows that this kind of process doesn't really have anything to do with ideology. You know, you don't you didn't believe that stuff you know, kind of at your core, you were sort of programmed into it by replacing exactly. your normal milieu of friends with different people that all of whom were exerting a kind of social influence. on you. Exactly. And the crit a critical concept is informed consent or lack of informed consent. And right. I think any legitimate group should tell you upfront who they are, what they believe and what's going to happen before they start pressuring you to join. But destructive authoritarian cults of all types withhold vital information, distort information, or outright lie about right. who they are and what their agenda is. And I think what? that what's you know unethical about this QAnon situation is, is that we have this happening at a massive scale involving, you know, 
dozens of right. countries around 80 countries and you know hundreds of million well you know millions of people we don't know exactly how many millions but it's probably greater than 50 that are being influenced by this and they don't know who they are being influenced by because no one knows yeah. who you know the QAnon organizers are per se um, so, so I mean me, that's I, patently unethical yeah I, I just wanted to, to say again like some of my my sources have had what Stephen described um, happen to him basically online through email through DMs through discord servers they're able to do that exact same technique to break people literally break them down dissociate them insert their own ideas and then rescue them from that situation it's psychological torture uh, in order to provide undue into it, influence on people. Yep. And um, they, they so one, did one, one issue that is going to be really important is putting laws in place that make it illegal to do this. I'm, I, I'm here to say this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. See, that, that's what I hope someday, that they put, uh, put laws into the, to the, so that they make it illegal. Done to human beings and it needs to stop it needs yep. to be illegal and i wanted to call out dave uh your your ted uh mid-atlantic um talk with um uh professor carol and 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 brent Altress, uh highlighting the great hack and people you may know and there's one other one that's very popular social dilemma these three documentaries can educate everybody just how much information has now been gathered on all of us to know which buttons controllers want to use and this data can be purchased on the dark web for anyone who wants to know how to do it and in the united states we have no privacy protections you know established by law for this information and it's right. being used against us to tear america apart and create conflict and chaos instead and to be, of supporting democracy. And to be really blunt, you know, we we don't have any laws that prevent retired uh, military intel professionals from running psyops on the American people. We don't right. have any laws that stop that from happening. So if I can just say one more thing, I'm finishing a doctoral program, Dave, um, where I explicitly have been researching the legal system and undue influence and what laws can be used. And in fact, um, Keith Ranieri of Nexium is sitting in jail waiting to be sentenced on seven felony counts, including trafficking, even though the word cult was never used. And I don't think the word brainwashing or mind control was used, but there are federal statutes against trafficking that I believe can be used against uh, anyone who's using unethical mind control. So clearly there's a need to advance that conversation, to look at that uh, from a global perspective, try to borrow from best practices from other countries that maybe already are exploring this issue in more detail than we are. And then we also need to consider what needs to be done at both the federal, state, and ultimately local level to um, you know, really have people understand that uh, you know, this issue of undue influence is a severe problem in our society, particularly within the context of the digital realm. Yep. So I wanted to turn the rest of our time, uh, which is we've got until about 2.30, uh, we've allocated for this, uh, to talking about how QAnon ends. And to kind of loop back from where we started with, um, you know, a lot of the media. Okay, so I wanted to just like share, uh, you know, that part with you about the gang stalking and how they addressed it. 
And, uh, you know, I think we're getting more of a beat on um, the government does it every day. Yeah, I mean, it, hi, Bottega Ver, uh, Verati. Um, good to see you here. Australia in the house. So, um, yeah, it, it's going on. Um, and, you know, there, there are people now that we can say we – there. There are certain individuals that are associated to all of this that a lot of people are talking about being involved in it. So it's not just like me. It's not just, you know, let's say it's not just Tams. It's not just, you know, Pavana and Jesse Davis. It's also, you know, you can listen to Wes Clark talking about it. You can talk about, you can, you can see that like this footage here that the, that I just showed you, the, the stuff from the Financial Times, how Cicada 3301 came about. There's articles that you can read that are mainstream that are verifying that something is 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 going on. And uh, you know, I think I think that we need to come out and start talking about it, and we need to like not be intimidated about it. And I think that people need to be educated about what has happened to them. And uh, also, you know, in, in let's let's think about like maybe we can put our heads together. How do we get well from this? You know, those of us that have been traumatized by it, um, you know, have been institutionalized because of it. And, and there are some people that can maybe committed suicide because of it. And that's how wicked this is. Um, I don't know if they, like there was something else. I don't know if it was this. I was a little distracted here. So, you know, like my, my cat is really acting out tonight. He's normally not this bad, <laughs> um, but he is really, you know, so I got to go. I, I've been, I've been live streaming for like almost two hours now. So I, I am going to have to go here pretty um, soon. Um, Tam says she already knows. I already know the answer. Oh, oh, okay. You're talking about somebody else. Yeah. I mean, they're, Names in the chat tonight that um, I've, I've never recognized in my chat before. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the perpetrators, maybe there's one or two in the chat. You know, um, there's probably um, some that, that are watching. Um, I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I, 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 there's 24 people tuned in right now. And it's, um, you know, on the on the West Coast, it's 1119. So, I'm sure like if, if, if it's in other areas, the times are different, but you know, if you're in the United States, you know, if you're in Texas, it, then it's, you know, one 30 now, or if you're on the East coast, we're what? And is it one 30? Yeah. Okay. So it's two 30 in on the East coast. So it's getting late if you're watching in the United States, but those of us that are probably tuned in right now, we, 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 we know what's going on. Either, either we, it's happened to us or, um, however, and I haven't live streamed in a while, so um, I'm surprised that there, there's even this many people listening right now. But I think that's because of, of what, 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 what I'm talking about. It's, it's what the topic is. And uh, so I, I wanted to share that with you again. Um, and I, I will make sure that I have it in, in, in the in, in after probably tomorrow, I'm going to like put all the links in that I've shown. And then also the link to my rumble, uh, as well, because that's where I'm going to talk more freely, uh, about the cryptocurrency and stuff like that. That's also associated. Um, because I feel, 
under the spotlight on YouTube. And I, I don't want to get things messed up. I like to keep, I like to keep this channel here. Uh, but you could, I'm also on Twitter at Terry Joyce and that's T E R E Joyce. So, um, I'll be live streaming there too, as well. Um, check me, check, not my rabbit hole with Terry Joyce on Facebook, like me there because I have some footage going up there. I'm also, you can also like my, be, be my friend on Facebook if you want. Um, so, because uh, I'm going to be depositing things there. And then I've got a podcast too on Spotify, not my rabbit hole on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Different material is in different places. Um, and again, I find, I find YouTube to be really um, restrictive. Like I, I would say right now, yeah, YouTube has the best software and the interaction, I think. Well, but I think Twitch probably does the same thing and so does Rumble. But in terms of like the strictness and how YouTube um, behaves, you know, um, it's not my favorite. Like sometimes I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with YouTube. I, 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 I think maybe you can relate. Um. It's nice to see you here, Tams. And every and and Bottega Variety. I love it. Vanessa Bates came in a little bit earlier. I don't know if she's still here, but she said hi. There she is at 934. And Jeff Reed. He's he comes in a lot. Good evening, Terry. Not a whole lot of comments, though. I mean, some comments, but I mean, Tams and stuff, but I don't know about your question, Tams, about Donald's rabbi, if that's actually him himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't in the chat because <laughs> that's kind of, you know, they're always LARPing. They're always hiding their identity from you. Okay, I'm going to close again. I started with Isaac Cappy and the song. I, I think Isaac Cappy is um, a tragedy. And um, and let's hope that we don't have any more tragedies from some of this stuff. No more suicides. No more prevent that. Thank you for listening tonight, and uh, I hope you found the material uh, valuable for you. And uh, if you do, like, give it, give the video a like, share it, um, make comments. You know, later on. Let's open up. Let's open up. Keep the dialogue open. Asking questions. I guess maybe I should go like this. I like this song. I'm kind of into it. This, I guess, this is like because you know um, Isaac was a musician, and I, it just popped up in my feed, and so you know, I'm gonna open the show with it.
Yeah. 